Anyway, uh, welcome to a very special episode of Behind the Marquee, the Michigan Theater Foundation's podcast uh, having to do with art house cinema and the people who love it and run it. Um, joining us today, oh, uh, my name is Nadine Persico-Shamas, your regular guest, and uh, could you please go around and introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Nick Aldrink, and I'm the Programming and Media Coordinator for the Michigan State Theater. Hi, I'm Andy Friedland. I work front of house at the Michigan Theater for three years now, and I more recently started doing the sing-alongs, and for Cinetopia, I was one of the volunteer coordinators. Yes. And I'm Thomas Valley. I work the front of house at the State Theater and sometimes the Michigan Theater, but I've been front of house for several years at this point. Mm-hmm. Like five. Yeah. And Andy, if you weren't going to say sing-alongs, I was going to make sure that that was added. <laughs> I yeah. saw The Sound of Music sing-along yes. posted on Facebook, and I'm dying yeah? i'm so <laughs> you're excited, excited for it it's my favorite oh my goodness well see that's why we have you do the thing long because you're the one who gets the most excited <laughs> oh my them. gosh um but yeah I, I thought to have you two on because while i think we all have very different uh tastes uh clearly um <laughs> we all have a shared experience coming up at the michigan as front of house employees mm-hmm. and i think that's something that isn't really uh Something we don't really talk about that much. No. Like what it's like to work up front in the trenches, so to speak. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like the, it, that's the case for many people that work at the Michigan Theater. There's so many in the back office that started working front of house, such as Patty, our old boss Patty. She's mm-hmm. now, she's basically handles the Michigan Theater schedule now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mackenzie Peacock, who mm-hmm. has appeared a few times on here. Now she's running the Our House Convergence mm-hmm. Conference. <laughs> Yeah, me, you, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great place to get your start. Definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a very particular kind of environment that we mm-hmm. all work in. Uh, one where I think you get good practice interacting with people and learning how to deal with the kinds of people who walk through our doors. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys have any anything to say about working at the Michigan Theater Foundation? It's been a blast. It's been <laughs> you say that as if you're dying yeah. tomorrow. Thanks, yeah, guys. I just caught that. Blast. Like as I was saying it too, I was like, "Whoop!" <laughs> um, it's a joy. It's a pure joy, forever and always. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it it speaks volumes that we. It starts out obviously as just like a regular, seemingly regular minimum wage job, mm-hmm. and I have worked here for for over three years now and I love it Mm -hmm. I not only the opportunities but I mean for two years straight I was just working front of house and I just loved it and I love the environment and the people I was it's so easy to start really thoughtful conversations with Mm -hmm. people I mean obviously a lot of people enjoy movies that work at the theater I would understand why but Mm -hmm. in general just everyone's very very thoughtful and open and I've just loved learning new people along the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about uh, working front of house is that, uh, especially in like a theater where uh, it's a it's a shared interest amongst like people who go see a movie and who work at a movie theater as well. So it's very easy to break the ice and talk with like the, the new people that come and go working the front of house. And that, that was like uh, my favorite thing mm-hmm. is just meeting all the new people the friendly faces. Yeah, we definitely have our regulars, especially our members. Yeah. There's people that uh, we see we see come in all the time. That's uh, 
So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that we offer that a lot of other places don't is the opportunity to become a regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Cheers or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we all we all we all see them around and we get to know them. Um and there's some people of course who don't talk to us at all, mm-hmm. but there's other people who talk to us all the time. Oh we yeah. Know their names, we know what they like on their popcorn, even we know their tastes. Even like, the, I don't know if he still comes in, but when I was working front of house, there was a cab driver who would always, mm-hmm. he stopped stopped in front of the Michigan Theater. He'd run out, he'd just leave his car, put on his flashers, uh, walk in and get a large popcorn and run back to his cab. Does he still show up? I, I, I haven't you, noticed that. You haven't noticed him in a while? I think I, don't I maybe remember. one time. You don't remember time? that? No. <laughs> he, he would show up at least once a month. Oh my goodness. Huh. Yeah. And he, he, he would always laugh. I don't. He he would always laugh at the uh, the popcorn machine, the 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 creator, the the, the business, the logo on it says Creators, and oh. he thought that was so funny. He just like yeah, I love that. And they just run back to his car, <laughs> and it was so odd. But yeah, I, I'd see his car parked out front. I'd be like, okay, make a large popcorn. He'd like get in. I'll just hand it to him, and he'd pay for it, and he'd run out. If he likes that, then he would like a uh, corn dishener. <laughs> corn um, yeah. dishener. <laughs> That's uh, the thing that keeps everything warm. Oh, it's called yeah, the yeah, corn yeah. dishener instead of the conditioner. <laughs> and I get a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if multiplexes have regulars. Are people even notice? Uh, is, is that, is, yeah, I, I never really thought about that as a, how odd it is for a, a movie theater mm-hmm. to have regulars like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, I think the volume of people who come to multiplexes kind of works against that mentality. Yeah. But I'm sure it happens. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, and I think a big reason why um, our theater or I I would say just art house theaters in general uh, or just smaller theaters in general uh, versus um, others are able to have that kind of bond, if you will, is that there's it's it can even be a community effort just to keep the place going, like mm-hmm. how we're a nonprofit. Yeah. And um, people have their names on seats because they put money towards keeping this place as beautiful as it can be. Mm-hmm. And we have special events that we invite them to. Like they, the community has to be a part of it in order for us to be successful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people sponsor seats. They also sponsor urinals. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. There's there's one that I I was uh, walking up front to get a bottle of water or something, and this I saw the the front of house staff was gathered around this guy. <laughs> and they're like, "You're the guy. You're the guy." After he left, I was like, "Who was that guy?" He's like, "He's the guy who sponsors the urinal upstairs." Oh, my oh that's God, so cool. And they actually that. they were getting their pictures with them and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they still did sponsored urinals. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah, just the, a thing. There, there's just the one upstairs. And it's I, like, it gets renewed. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know if it gets renewed, but he's paid for that. And he, wow. at, he, asked, he asked specifically to, ha- to uh, sponsor that urinal. That's really cool. I, <laughs> I remember hearing about a story when I first started working here about um, the sponsorship drive, like when the Michigan Theater was first saved in the mm-hmm. 70s or something, mm-hmm. how they got, they did a lot of that through sponsorships like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's why mm-hmm. there's name plaques like above the the conce- the stock room at the Michigan Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It used to be like a restroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. right when you go in the first door, if you turn directly to your, what was that, your to left? Your left yeah. There's like, just you can barely make out in the wood what looks like might have been a door frame, mm-hmm. and over it is yeah. a plaque, but yeah. there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And that was the women's bathroom, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can That's also right. when you walk in when you walk out of the the main theater that hallway or the Ford Gallery mm-hmm. where all the the Ann Arbor pictures are. If you look at the brick, the uh, I, the if you you can look at you can see where because uh, that that hallway was added in '99. Uh, and before then, it was just that brick wall was is the original outer brick wall of the theater. I love that. So, so when much. they added that hallway, you can if you look at the yeah, if you look at the like, the design of the bricks, you can see where the the exit door that mm-hmm. would just like go out to the alley right there. You can still see where that that door was. I love that. I just love that. There's we can see history like mm-hmm. we are we are working among history. People come in and a lot of people who've even been in Ann Arbor for years just never walked in. And they yeah. say that like, oh, I've walked by this place so many times. and I just didn't go inside. Mm-hmm. And when they ask, like, when was this place built? 1927. It was opened yeah. in 1928. And they're like, really? Mm-hmm. And it's you can see like I think a month or so ago, I realized that the manager's office in uh, at the Michigan Theater was most likely a coat closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, I, it didn't occur to me. But then I was like, wait, this door, like the top part of the door opens up like that would be a little window where someone mm-hmm. would take your coat. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> this and used that, to be something else. And that, that that's, a cr- that's a very cramped closet as yes. well. At, yeah. the sa- at the same time, I can't imagine... 1700 coats in that room (laughs) i i yeah yeah, i don't know (laughs) yeah and the 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 staff lounge basically in the 90s like up until we expanded to the screening room uh when the michigan theater was just was just the main theater this is before we owned the state this Mm -hmm. is before the screening room like it was up in like the past 20 years 20 years ago Michigan Theater was just the main theater. Mm-hmm. So the the staff lounge up there, that was be, that used to be the offices for the entire staff. Yeah. That was like Russ was in there, Lee was in there, really? Chris was in there, that was it. That's oh that's ba- really they may have had a couple more people, but yeah, everyone was crammed into that that oh staff lounge. Oh my god. And yeah. <laughs> wasn't it before like originally it was like the apartment of yeah. the person yeah. who either the theater owned owner it. yeah I, I, sometimes before we did like the the ceiling renovation or something like that I think we did that like uh, two summers ago mm-hmm. um, you could see like the outline of where used to be walls yeah. and I just like seeing that like oh this used <laughs> to be the bathroom this used to be like the little <laughs> living room I'm just those are the little things that I appreciate <laughs> yeah what was what was be- what was really great is when we were. Uh, renovating the state did you ever go in there when it was like very much under construction which was like really to. bare bones when we when because you know the, the old state theater or the 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 latest the the, the previous version of the state theater uh there's the two the two theaters that basically like pointed at each other mm-hmm. uh we, we broke down the wall between those two theaters oh and gosh. you could actually make and then they took out the floor basically uh, a lot of the the back wall and you could see the original balcony design of the main theater it just it looked like a balcony again that is so it cool it was very it was very bizarre i love that I'm yeah so for, yeah for, for those listeners who who don't know or haven't heard this the the state theater when you walk into what is now the state theater you're you're just walking into what was the balcony of the original state theater the original state theater the Capacity of that was about two thousand, uh, where urban because the, the we used to or they used to have the what is now Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters mm-hmm. has been there for about twenty five years yeah. now. That 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 original state theater, 
I can't, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly when uh, when they quadded it because it was originally one big theater, then it was four theaters, then it was two theaters, and now it's four theaters again. But yeah, when you walk into the state theater, you're just walking into what was the balcony of that two that two thousand seat theater. And I like going into Urban Outfitters and looking like I don't buy anything there. I just yeah. like going in, <laughs> and you can see the original. I'm not. I think they did some renovation, but I'm pretty sure there's still the original tile from old pictures I've seen on mm-hmm. the ground right when you walk in, and there's like. Uh, big inverted discs on the ceiling that are also original. And then when you go start going forward where there's like the lower ceiling, you can see the inverted stairs that was the balcony Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it's so cool. You can see where the theater used to be within Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of history. Uh, I brought along our, uh, something we, (laughs) a tradition we've kept for a long time. Um, The front of house at the Michigan and State usually keep log books where we log anything interesting or funny or just uh, just pass along messages to the rest of the staff that might have happened. <laughs> and I brought along one from uh, 2016 and another from 2017. They span something like four years in between them. Mm-hmm. Oh, cross! Uh, I, I see a crossword puzzle at the beginning of that oh, one. Oh yes, I remember uh, that. That was a that was a thing. That was a thing for <laughs> about a, a solid oh my god year or so. Where we, all we had to do were crossword puzzles up front. Oh my god! Yeah. Shouts out it. to Father Andy for bringing us yes. regular puzzles. <laughs> I was just puzzles. thinking that. Nick, I wanted to show you this if you haven't seen it. There's a lovely picture of you in here. Oh my god! Yeah, that was uh, what uh, Kelsey. Kelsey yeah. moved to New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> says this says Queens of the Class, and has car- caricatures. Of our friends Jean Marie, <laughs> uh, Alexis, who no longer works front of house, Talia, Kelsey, Lee Collar, who's still <laughs> up there, Thomas, who's here, this Thomas, who's here with us, me, Sam, who'd that be? Oh, Sam McClure. Sam McClure. Yeah. Of course. And Jake. Is that Jake? Jake, Jake Durst. Durst. Jake yeah. Durst. Wow. Yeah. Class of April 18th of 27, April 18th of 2017. Here's a Drew Barrymore I'll post, uh, I'll post pictures of these <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I uh, I think about the number of people who've worked front of house at the Michigan and at the state. Like, I remember when I was managing at the Michigan and I was looking through the, the office computer, just bored one day, and I found, uh, like, a staff schedule from 2013. And the way that I knew that it was, like, crazy old is because I saw Lee Collar's name at the very bottom. Yeah. Oh my God, the very bottom crazy. is where we put all the new hires. <laughs> and as they, as they, you know, move up in seniority, they go up and up and up the schedule. And so seeing Lee Collar, who's now the general oh manager gosh. of the Michigan theater at the very bottom of the schedule, was a trip. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. The cool. Demon Thomas's movie list. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Yeah, the log is also where we keep lists of uh, our favorite movies. And wow, mine is an uh, entire half page. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. What well, was exciting? Uh, yeah, the, the, we, we, it's hard to, you have to remember. Yeah, the, the Michigan Theater has been open since 1927. Yeah. So we're just like a small fraction of a fraction oh, yeah. of front of house staff that has yeah. worked at the Michigan theater for the past 90 years. Mm-hmm. There's so, and in the state as well, the best example, um, we had a, during Cinetopia, we showed the film, uh, Leto mm-hmm. and it was, it's, it's a Russian film. 
And we found out, I think I may have even told this on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. We found out that the writer of the film went to U of M and worked at the State Theater. So we we didn't even know this when we booked the film. So uh, we got his contact information and we emailed him. And within 15 minutes, he's like, yes, I will be there. And wow. he, he introduced the film. And he was saying in his in, in his intro, I haven't been in here since I was sweeping the floor oh of popcorn. Yeah. It was such a, he said it was such a bizarre experience. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> wow. And uh, also because the state has undergone so many changes. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it looked nothing like how he remembered yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. And there's pictures in the staff lounge still of of workers that oh I've that, never met them that, before that we have yeah. no idea who they are. I'll post yeah. pictures. I need. I want to figure out who these people yeah. are. I think we should post pictures of them. They're and wearing see, like, this, Where are you? They're wearing the same tuxedo shirts and ties that we they wear. They probably are the they same. They are tux- probably yeah. the same ones. No, they we should. Them. Yeah, we have to make a, a call out to them. Like, uh, show yourselves. Yes. We need yeah. to know who you are because everyone that has worked here for the past ten years has seen your face. <laughs> we yeah. don't know who you are. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the guy dressed up as oh no no that's uh i was thinking of the picture of the guy dressed up as uh, johnny depp from fear and loathing but isn't that just costia yeah that is yeah Kostya. that's Kostya. Oh, I mean, is there yeah. a different picture is there a different picture there's of a, different a picture guy? upstairs with two guys and i think they're like i like partially they're missing, yeah, they're opening missing a sh- button they're yeah. missing a button on their shirt and so, so they can see their belly button you see their belly button. yeah oh, yeah <laughs> showing the quality of the <laughs> yeah does the theater still have that picture? I know we had a, a, a picture of a former manager uh, in costume around the same time Costia was uh, uh, doing the... The costume? Uh, yeah, the costume. It was, it was, I know there's a picture floating around somewhere of Brett, the uh, manager, oh. as the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah, remember that. that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I remember. Shout out to Brett King. Yeah, yeah. Brett. I love that guy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's so many like, there's so many people who have worked at the theaters, but I think it's very rare for it to feel like so close knit as it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I still feel a connection to all those old, old guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the wonder and mystery of the people who maybe worked like, who left like maybe less than a year before I came on. Mm-hmm. But that page that you were just on, Nick, was a... Uh, a sand card that someone tried to to convince me was real, but uh, oh, was very wrote. obviously expired, <laughs> and he just wrote the number nine over something. <laughs> it was because our stamp that we used to have that had the dates on it, yeah. it ran out of dates, and so we stopped using it, but he wrote in something that was obviously... I, I do uh, that the, you you briefly mentioned the page with the flower on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Drew Barrymore when she uh, came to the theater on her book tour maybe something like four years ago now, yeah. she had a flower in her hair and we kept the flower. <laughs> the flower's <laughs> pressed into yes. the pages of our lawn. Yeah, we, we, yeah, no, yeah you, can, you can tell how, how dilapidated it is and that by the outline that someone did before, uh, before it, it started Died. losing all its <laughs> petals. But that, that is, uh, yeah, we kept the flower and now it's just pinned in the middle of this mm-hmm. book. I think there's a day that I was cleaning and there was one corn cat, uh, corn kettle, uh, corn piece. What's that called? Just corn. Corn kernel. Thank A you, kernel. Kernel, yeah. kernel. It's just corn. <laughs> um, and I didn't know why it was like it was sitting there. I couldn't pick it up. And then I went down <coughs> and I actually 
grabbed it and it had started growing a little plant, like a little tiny green leaf. It was growing. And like I just picked it up and it was totally fine. It wasn't like there was no nothing bad attached to it. It was just like a kernel that was starting to grow a plant. And I think I taped it inside one of the logs. It was life at the Michigan Theater. (laughs) (laughs) I met all of you guys first at uh, Forced Fun. What was the, oh, the bowling? Yeah, fun. that was the first time that I ever met you guys. You didn't you didn't work a shift first? No, no, not at mean? all. I didn't work a shift first. Lee told me we're having <laughs> really? we're having forced fun. You drove me there. And Really? I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, you drove that, me. Yeah. What? Yeah, I That was never, your first day? It was a little <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> we just all went bowling. Wow. And Thomas was one of the first people that talked to me the most. So, hi, Thomas. You, you have a different experience. We, te- <laughs> we tend to throw uh, people into the into the fire. Oh, no, I have that, too. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah, my, my first my, actual shift. My, my very first shift was working uh, uh, Government Mule. Yes. Government Mule show. I remember that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was so busy. There, yeah, there was a, a, and I was put at bar too because i had bartending experience uh and yeah people like to drink at that at that Mm -hmm. that show and it was it was it was great uh i think mckenzie was uh, i was working next to Mm mckenzie at that show yeah that was something that was something else do you remember your first show in the team or of course i do your your first shift so Mm -hmm. i remember my first shift uh was i worked one set and then i got cut because there's nothing to do (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that was fun and then the second shift i worked was an elvis costello show which was sold out i think and I remember just like uh, immediately distinguishing myself with Patty because she saw me uh, interact with a patron and a patron saw me and was like, and I, and I was wearing glasses that resembled Elvis Costello's signature look at the time. <laughs> she saw me and was like, oh my God, are you Elvis Costello? <laughs> and I said, yes. no, I'm not. <laughs> and she said, could I get a picture with you? And oh I said, yeah, okay. And then I got a picture with her. I guess I looked enough like Elvis Costello. Yeah, we're trying a new thing. We're having the star of the show just work up front <laughs> <laughs> before they get started. <laughs> Make sure they've earned their spot. I love when people come in, uh, so I, th- I think uh, you were t- you you may- we may have interrupted a story you were telling of somebody coming in to see a movie that th- I don't know, but um, I was working box office, and this woman came up to the box office to buy a ticket, and she goes, "I haven't been here since I saw Goldfinger oh back God. in nineteen what nineteen sixty three. What? Oh my God. You saw Goldfinger here? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's also because it. I guess there was a uh, it's if that was in the 60s there was a change she probably saw it when it was after the 50s remodeling. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so it probably it looked completely different cuz even though now it looks as close as it can to to its original in the 50s it looked completely different. Yeah, it's gone through a lot of different looks. Uh, it, there's a postcard in the manager's office of It's like green or something? Well, uh, the the walls are like white. Mm-hmm. Like they were they, they I think in the in the in the maybe the 70s or 80s they went for uh, a, a, a quote modern look mm-hmm. and the walls were white and the carpet was blue or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not a great photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very thankful that we were restored to our former glory. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not this horrific <laughs> 70s nightmare. <laughs> the Michigan Theater for a little while. Mm-hmm. And the State Theater has it. Uh, I mean, it, it does look completely different. But if you don't know, if you walk in the State Theater, the carpet there 
is the original design of when it first opened in really? the 40s. Yeah. I didn't know when, that. When they, were re- when they were redoing the theater, um, somebody, just oh, someone in the community had a, a, a section of the carpet, maybe like a two-by-two two section of the original carpet that they kept with them. Wow. And they brought it to Russ and uh, and Russ was able to bring it to uh, I don't know a carpet store, <laughs> and they reprinted the design, and they so yeah that 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 carpet is the the original that's like the amazing. very original design of the state theater. Yeah. I always like hearing people the, the patrons that come into the state theater, and they are always making comments about the carpet mm-hmm. just because of how unusual <laughs> of a design it is it just sort of pops out especially with it is it is a bit of uh, yeah it's it's not a design we probably would have gone with very if, unconventional if, if, if uh if it wasn't the original uh design but yeah it's it's a uh, it's pretty special mm-hmm. i keep saying that we should start selling s- like uh pullover sweaters with our carpet designs yes. printed yeah. on them. <laughs> or those like uh, those button-down shirts those uh like Dad shirts is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally wear a shirt like that with the State Theater carpet Michigan design carpet. on it. It's a cool design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. both iconic carpets. They're I, very different. Uh, another one of our coworkers, a- Abigail. Yeah, I was going to say Abby. Uh, she, uh, she made her own shirt with uh, <laughs> M- Maurice Finkel on it. Right. Uh, you know, you walk into the main theater, or you walk into the main theater lobby by the manager's office on that desk, you'll see a portrait of Maurice Finkel. He's the original architect of the of the Michigan Theater. And she sketched his, he sketched, uh, basically, yeah, she sketched that, that portrait mm-hmm. and she put it on a T-shirt, her own T-shirt. And yeah, we've been... St- I have, uh, Mackenzie and I have been saying for years that we should put, we should do our own t-shirt in that fashion and yeah. sell it. Yeah. She made uh, two, I think she did it on, uh, she made a print, like a silk print or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and she made, I think with the extra ink, two copies of that. One's at Mary's desk upstairs yeah. and one's in the manager's office. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Abigail. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of classic shout outs here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wonder if any of them are listening. <laughs> I'd like to think they're listening. Are you listening? They're all listening in spirit. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm I'm just looking at this uh, mm-hmm. weird thing said at the Michigan Theater. Oh, look. Oh, interesting. <laughs> do, do you want to read this one? I you was, landed on that one. I was just <laughs> thinking of this one. Oh, my God. I was actually kind of like afraid to look through the old logs just because I know. Uh, do you wanna, please share with us. Do you want to share yes. with us? Please share. So, so I, I just happened to flip to a random page, and I'm so glad that I, that I did. I actually wrote this page titled <laughs> Weird Things Said at the Michigan Theater, and I said I wrote it specifically for this thing that uh, I'll be reading to you in a moment. Um, Thomas <laughs> says to me, <laughs> you're really sweaty. And I didn't respond. I think I just looked at him and he said, you shouldn't feel insecure about that, though. (laughs) What? (laughs) That was the full interaction. That was the interaction. Yeah. I think he said it and then realized that I probably didn't want to hear that (laughs) and then tried to backtrack. Yeah, the silence. (laughs) Yeah, that that second one was... uh, response to the the lack of response so i was like oh no i, I must i, I right. definitely said something i wasn't supposed to all that to. goodwill you got during bowling out the window yeah. i thought he was nice and i was just telling him i'm sweaty and also you don't have to be insecure about that though like i didn't i wasn't insecure about it just covering my bases <laughs> what else is on there uh let's see oh when we were showing uh 
what was that one film we showed about uh, the Jewish baker who... Oh, oh dough. 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 Yeah, and yeah. we had those aprons. Yeah. yeah. I think I still have I think I still have one of the aprons, too, but someone dough, was asking... Dough, by the way, is a, a movie about a Jewish baker who mm-hmm. decides to incorporate cannabis into his pastries. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Jonathan Price. Yeah, Jonathan yep. Price. Yep. And we uh, all had to wear aprons. Like, we yeah, all had sent, the dough Yeah, the, the distributor sent us aprons with the logo <laughs> on it. Yeah. We have pictures Clever. of that. Yeah, there, I remember, like, people who would go to the box office who doesn't really... Who like to play up on whatever title of whatever uh, movie yeah. there is that mm-hmm. they're seeing? Because there are some really uh, creative and interesting titles of some of the movies that we ended up showing. Like uh, here's one. This is like one little example, but uh, one senior for Wiener. <laughs> one senior for Wiener. <laughs> That's what someone asked. That was for? the yeah. that was the Anthony Wiener documentary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the Wiener Dog film for a second. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, uh, we no. were we were showing that. But uh, we showed we that? did we did show that that movie, but I'm assuming that's the right below it. It says uh, uh, one senior for sexting the movie, please. <laughs> from a sexting guy, the movie uh, from a guy seeing Wiener. The documentary. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we get those those brilliant uh, marquee titles. Oh, yeah. I, w- yeah. I, I wish that there was a page. There might be. A, I think at one time there was a page in the log of our, our best marquee titles. But it, I remember we were showing Tickled at the same yeah. time as Wiener. <gasps> so the marquee said Tickled Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, double it, bill we were also showing a, another movie, so it said Tickled Wiener Cafe Society. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I think there was one. I can't remember the other one, but it was "Beautiful Boy," and it sounded like yeah. a proposal. Like, oh like, yeah, well, uh, it was with the Melissa McCarthy. Can you forgive yes, me, beautiful, beautiful boy? boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you ever forgive me, beautiful boy? <laughs> Lee Collar will always like to say his his favorite marquee is the Beaver Cave of Forgotten Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I remember seeing the Tickled Wiener Cafe Society marquee posted on the Ann Arbor subreddit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and Brian Hunter uh, made a uh, made a, a comment on it. I hope that the public is aware we do that on purpose. Yeah, that, 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 that's my. That, I don't want because I remember when we had Tickled Wiener, someone came up to me and said, "Do you know what your marquee says?" And I said, "Oh, yes. do we? Oh, do we?" <laughs> we we when, whenever there's a, there's a great uh, marquee. Uh, a marquee uh, option, we always will always take it. You know, before I worked at the Michigan Theater, I never saw anybody changing the marquee ever. Yeah. Really? I had no idea how it was done. And now, whenever I pass by, it's always someone, it's always two front of house staffers changing the marquee, like mm-hmm. ev- yeah. every single time I'm outside. People at nights love to watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course they you, do. You, you get an audience there. <laughs> Dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, I feel like I'm on display. Like I'm just looking over, like, oh, yeah, they're watching. Especially <laughs> when there's someone up on the ladder who is like, like, like me, I would always do this. And uh, instead of moving the ladder, I would mm-hmm. always opt for just reaching yes. far, as far oh, as yeah. I can, like I getting on the top, being incredibly unsafe and uh, uh, Osho would not approve but yeah reaching as far as you can just so you don't have to take 30 seconds yeah. to get oh, down yeah. off the ladder there's so many tricks it. I think like that's another thing that I really value coming up as front of house is the sheer variety of things that you <laughs> learn to do like it's not just selling popcorn or tickets and stuff it's like learning how to position your body mm-hmm. to like manipulate a, a very small object a distance away like when you're changing the, the large piece like a, yeah. a large yeah. space to like grab it, like you hook onto the lip and pull 
pull a piece over from far away yeah, so you don't have to move the ladder. We're really clever people here. Mm-hmm. I'm really smart. <laughs> I actually miss Marquis. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to come over and do it for me next time. <laughs> oh, well, by all means. If, I, if it's between. I, yeah, there, there's every once in a while where the mar- there's a, maybe a, like a midday marquee change mm-hmm. and it's before the front of house come in. And then Patty will come up to me and she knows that mm-hmm. I, I'm the one to do it just because <laughs> I do. I, I Especially if, if like a day like today, a nice June day, yeah. I will yeah. happily step yeah, away from my nice. desk. Uh, to get out in the sunshine. Yeah. And, and it get, is a nice view from out, the top of the ladder. Try oh, out definitely. the marquee again. There are some days in the winter, though, that like I have my oh, glasses yeah, on. And I, that was yeah. a mistake in and of itself because like, the snow's packing onto my face and I'm just <laughs> staring into the void of the cold. <laughs> yeah, they really make you work for that. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. I'm blanking out. Like leaving early? Yeah, leaving early. That's the... That's the uh, yeah, it's usually the the... The bribe to get you to, to <laughs> the change, to change the marquee. If you've changed it, you get to go home early. And there's no shortage of volunteers to go home early no. in the summertime. <laughs> but it's mo- only yeah. it's mostly because they want to see that good that view from up on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, though, we've had fewer closers than than we do usually, and so if we have only one closer come in and two people have to end up uh, staying in some capacity, we've been calling it the ultimate loser. Someone who has to wow. also do has to do both. Um, marquee and close <laughs> because we don't have enough people for people usually it's one of the closers uh, excuse me one of the uh, marquee people go immediately another one maybe does a couple chores and then leaves but lately there's been the ultimate loser I really like that you, we should get a you should get a blank name badge and <laughs> like draw it on there you have to wear it when you go out there yeah oh man Thomas, I feel like you must have some some silly memories that that you could just have your chock full of them. I have a few. I'm just like uh, just trying to go through. I'm just I'm trying to find something that's like not a list. Something that I am not. What about this one? Ooh. Yes, we have many many logs. This one's a little them. newer. Yes. I wonder. Uh, There's a Pokemon card in here. I think in that I'm, one. I'm flipping through the log from two years ago. I see a new quote page for a second. I thought. I saw, oh no! There's another one of those. Oh, there's uh, another. It's Thomas labeled quote Thomas page. quote page. <laughs> Clearly, oh, boy. Oh, so many people value Thomas Valet his <laughs> output. One of them. Every time I go over to Grandma's, she wants me to hook the Wii up. <laughs> There's no date on that. <laughs> Classic. Uh, on August, <laughs> it's universal. <laughs> August 3rd, 2018. The marquee lights are deafening, like deafening on the eyes. That's poetry. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm glad you cherish my, my goofy words of wisdom. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even make this page. I don't yeah. know who did. I don't Someone know who wrote them. some of those either. I don't know why the grandma story <laughs> was worth etching into the uh, front of house log. <laughs> you don't even realize how inspirational your words are. It struck a chord with somebody, <laughs> and I'm I, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad there there was something to take away from that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be that that <laughs> the guy that you know ten years from now your words are gonna are in this log and these logs are still going to exist <laughs> and you're gonna show up one day and like you're the guy. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. You're gonna be the new urinal guy, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited about that? People are gonna want my picture because of something. Uh, off the cuff. <laughs> um, this page that I'm looking at right now, it was a day, it was a slow day. Um, I think it was uh, me, Tyler, and uh, Sam McClure were working. And 
I, being a not very intimidating person, uh, was joking around, or actually I think it was Sam that made a joke that like, I'm very intimidating. And they decided to call me, let's see, what was it? The, what of the Michigan theater? When there was like, I'm like a biker gang or something like that. Uh, base, oh, the ba- crowbar Andy. Because there was one day that I got a picture of myself with a crowbar because Lee gave me a crowbar to go take apart like a big wooden box in wow. the alley. We have a crowbar? We have a crowbar. <laughs> and so I took a picture of myself with the crowbar because it was That's amazing. Cool. And everyone saw it and were like, wait, we have a, crow- a crowbar? <laughs> and so then uh, Sam was saying that my like my persona, if I was like a, a scary, intimidating person, would be Crowbar Andy. And uh, Tyler and Sam, the entire day, were each writing their own rap for me to Whoa. to perform. If I was a a, a rapper, if you like were an Crowbar intimi- Andy. if I was when I am Crowbar Andy, sure. and so uh, Sam wrote one that featured my pet cactus like he like actually went like my cactus had lines um i think tyler's uh fell heavily on um my love for um call me by your name Mm -hmm. and uh and and uh, uh, timothy chalamet uh, but yeah, so there's a full, there's, they spent the entire day writing wow. raps for me. You that pull, I pull any of these out at the next single? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will really appreciate it. All the patrons get a free mixtape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think? Shall we wrap it up here? Yeah. How about it? Movie Magic well, Moments? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. So uh, let's, let's bring our attention to uh, the Movie Magic Moments <laughs> of the Week which is a, a moment in any movie we've seen recently that reminds us why we love movies. And Nick, since you're usually the last one, why don't you start us off? All right. So yesterday I saw The Dead Don't Die. Yes. Mm. Uh, I, How was I, it? I, it was, I really enjoyed it. It is an acquired taste, though. <laughs> yeah, I will have right. to s- throw out that, that, that warning there. Uh, you I, said, I remember hearing you in the distance talking about it, and you said it was as dry as... As a, a saltine cracker. As a saltine <laughs> cracker. That's what I, 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 I came up with another uh, another simile uh, <laughs> earlier today for Sarah Earlwine. I said it's like a dry, dry Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it is. It is extremely dry. Um, but it's also very sweet. And mm-hmm. the, the, the characters, the actors in this movie are playing these characters so earnestly. There's something lovable about every single one, uh, every single one of them, especially Adam Driver. Mm. Ad, the, I mean, uh, there's a part, I, I'm just, I, I, this isn't a huge spoiler, but I'm, I'm just saying one line. There's a part where he walks in to a, uh, like a, a zombie crime scene and he just walks in and he goes, Yuck! <laughs> and then, he, then he walks out. He's so, they're all so lovable characters, and God bless all these actors for taking this very stilted, awkward dialogue and just playing it so, so, so well, so so in character, never breaking it. The movie is also extremely meta. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, the the sound it's the soundtrack plays in. It's such a great soundtrack, and there there's a, a it's there's jokes throughout the entire movie about the soundtrack. So it's incredibly appropriate that we're if you go to the state, I believe uh, there we still have those soundtrack cards left. We do. Uh, so if, if if you buy a ticket, you'll get a a, a redemption code to download the soundtrack. Wow. I think it was his best soundtrack 
since Dead Man, since Neil Young, Neil Young did the did the soundtrack to his film Dead Man with Johnny Depp, and it's very similar. the 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 theme song is by Sturgill Simpson, and that's very different. But the rest of the soundtrack of the film is this very, very ethereal. Just it, it has its presence in the movie. It's not overbearing, but it just has this eerie puts this eerie presence over the movie. That's so and cool. there's some really great. Uh, the, Jim Jarmusch obviously loves the zombie genre because he he plays it, he does it so well. Uh, but it's 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 silly. Um, he doesn't he's he doesn't take it too seriously. You know, he you can tell just watching the trailer, you can tell that he. I was most likely on purpose. He made the special effects really like just the, the, the whenever someone gets their head chopped off, mm-hmm. like the, the the blood comes out in this really weird dust. Uh, oh, and he does a lot of day for night scenes as well that I found huh. re- that I found uh, really <laughs> the, the, like the the conclusion uh, the, uh, like towards like the third act of the film. It's pretty much all uh, or night for day, I guess is is what what he did it, uh, how how he did it, but. Um, no, I, I, I love the movie. Uh, I think everyone should go see it, but just don't walk in with too... I don't, I don't, I don't want to say don't walk in with too high of expectations, but know that you're going to get something that's really weird. Uh, just take it easy watching the movie. There's going to be some very awkward moments. I had... There are parts of the movie where my, my head was in my shirt. <laughs> oh. I, I, was, I was just... I was, I, was, I was one, I was laughing, but I was also had this like built-up energy. The movie has this... It makes it builds energy without r- releasing it necessarily. Yeah. So it's one of those movies where the credits roll and everybody just bursts out laughing oh because everyone gosh. has this pent up energy yes. in them watching the movie. I loved it. It's a lot of fun. So go see The Dead Don't Die. We're opening that today at the yep. State Theater. I'm so, so come excited. see it. Yes. Um, Andy. Oh hi. Um, I I didn't get to see a lot of movies during. Um, uh, Cinetopia because I was making sure that volunteers were volunteering. Um, but I, I'd say that's where I saw my last like big movie that, that meant a lot to me, and that was uh, To Dust. Oh, yes. I know that you yeah. were talking about that, I think, last podcast or two uh, previous. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I wasn't... I didn't know what to expect, and it's still... It, it's not like a traditional movie, I would say, like in the way that it ended... Um, and like even just start, it's more like a slice of life in a way. And now, could you, could you tell us which one that is? Oh, dust? I'm sorry. Yes. That's the one about, uh, the Hasidic Jew, uh, who Matthew Broderick. Yes. Matthew yeah. Broderick. Right. Well, right he right. doesn't play the Hasidic Jew, but he's oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, community college, uh, chemistry teacher mm-hmm. that the Hasidic Jew goes to because his wife died right. and he's trying to come to terms with that. And the fact that he's having these terrible dreams about the decomposition of her body. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I mean, as a Jewish person, especially, but just as as any viewer, the there's so much beauty in it's so accessible to anyone, not mm-hmm. even those of the Jewish faith, because of the humor, mm-hmm. like the beauty in the the juxtaposition of the humor to such a dark. Yeah, subject. it's very dark. <laughs> but like this, this man is like he just genuinely wants to know, and like yeah, it's kind of against the rules. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to like dig up a body, but <laughs> like it's it's something that's really important to him, and he phrases it as 
it's something that he needs to do for her, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. for her to come to, to peace. Because in the, the Jewish tradition, um, until the body is decomposed, they're kind of in a, a state of limbo, for, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a huge point for me during this this very odd kind of middle ground feeling, like I, I wanted to cry, but it also was like lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, with Matthew Broderick really had a hand in that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a point where I, I think a couple times because she's has died, they say the, the mourner's Kaddish in Hebrew, um, which is uh, just what uh, it's a Hebrew prayer that is said at funerals or when um, remembering loved ones. And it sounds just, I'm sure, to the general public as just a normal, it doesn't sound particularly sad per se, but for me, knowing what that was, was so interesting. It, like, it brought me to tears at the very end uh, because I don't. I don't know if everyone else would have the same reaction, but as someone who knew what it was, it was very powerful. It was. It was so interesting. I still. I don't really know how my emotions worked with that movie, but I. I loved it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I gotta check it out. Yeah. What about you, Thomas? So, uh, Godzilla: King of Monsters is at the time mm. relatively <laughs> new movie. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard good things about it, but I've also heard. Uh, some like a fair share of minor nitpicks. There's a, there's always going to be those uh, people that, that uh, there's always going to be like the select few who's looking to pick apart any small detail that they don't like. Every fan base comes with those. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling hesitant on whether or not I'd like it if I were to go and see it because I've missed out on the uh, the uh, the previous one with Brian Cranston because mm-hmm. I know he wasn't really in that one a lot. People were kind of disappointed with that, but. With all this uh, Godzilla uh, discussions and whatnot, made me want to go back to see um, Shin Godzilla, which won Best Picture in Japan when it came out that year. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen it before, and I know it was like sort of like a game changer because anytime I see uh, a Godzilla movie, it's always just to see Godzilla do his thing and destroy town. (laughs) With uh, reckless abandon. Yeah. Big monster action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, which I found out Shin Godzilla is, uh, translates to New Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that was it, was, it was very interesting. And this movie was especially nice because it sort of focused on the political red tape. Obviously, like in this day and age, if there were to be a, a monstrous attack on the scale of Godzilla, there would be a lot of... Uh, a lot of bureaucratic it's very bureaucratic there's a very bureaucratic focus with the shin godzilla because it is it it starts off uh as something small and unidentified and it's you know all these bureaucratic people uh from various backgrounds are trying to establish what the what the problem is Mm -hmm. and how to how to address it Hmm. that then it comes uh more involved to where godzilla is like this this creature that they can't really figure out what it is yet mm. is constantly evolving and changing his uh, his his uh it's just it's a ve- it's a very rooted it's a ve- a very rooted perspective of like the previous Godzilla movies mm-hmm. a lot of it focuses on the monster this one focuses on the people trying to stop the monster mm. okay yeah and what that movie nails is the sense of scale 
Mm-hmm. Not at all do I. F- not at all does Godzilla feel like a person in a costume stomping around a miniature Tokyo. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah, so yeah, it is someone in a costume. It's not. It's not uh, like stop motion animated. It's a person in a costume on a miniature city. Is that how they did it? it? Yeah, that's how. That's how they did it up until uh, this point, which I'm. They they put more emphasis on like the CGI, the, the yeah, okay. special effects and whatnot. But that didn't take that didn't take away from the from the movie at all. Mm-hmm. And it brought this intensity that I wasn't expecting from, like, a Godzilla movie. A lot mm-hmm. of the times you were rooting for Godzilla because <laughs> you like seeing buildings explode <laughs> and him stomping on, like, cars and whatnot, <laughs> going through power lines, watching the sparks fly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in this case, he, he is, like, a very, a very intense presence that has to be eradicated mm-hmm. before he becomes too powerful to be stopped. Because it's always, it's always just like, it's like, we got to stop him with these, we got to, we got to shoot missiles at him. It's like, but we got to go through all these, uh, these hoops because people's lives are at stake. Mm -hmm. But if they don't act fast, more lives are going to be at stake. And by the time they act, will it be too late? Will these rockets not be enough to stop this monster? Hmm. And what's cool is that by the end of the movie, and this was the wow factor because it has a really great final shot showing how close they were to reaching world ending catastrophe mm-hmm. it's a very good it's a very good uh it's a very good it was a very good sort of end because godzilla is not really something you can get rid of it's established that it's it's a presence people have to live with mm-hmm. so and uh just to see how close of a brush they had with uh Total annihilation is just yeah. really chilling, hmm. and it's that final shot that stu- uh, that that uh, that's stuck with me since I've seen it. And I have my friend Tyler to thank for that because <laughs> without him, I wouldn't have been able to see Shin Godzilla. Thank where'd you, you, Tyler. Where, where'd you find that? Did you find? Uh, I'm sure it's available at the library. Where'd you watch it? I uh, we had it rented on Amazon. Okay, because it's not re- it wasn't really out yet. I know it's by it's being distributed by or released by Funimation. Oh, okay, got it. So and yeah. I, and I was surprised to see that it wasn't released on DVD yet. But. Yeah, check out the library, and then if you can't see it, <laughs> you you can find it on Amazon, I guess. <laughs> uh, the movie I want to shout out is almost certainly available at the Ann Arbor District Library, and that's the movie Cube. The Canadian horror movie from 1997. Oh, Have you all seen movie. Cube? I, I, I know you've I don't, seen Cube. I don't, know, I don't know about Cube. You don't know about Cube? I don't think so. So Cube is a... So Cube really warmed my heart because I felt like it's the kind of movie that doesn't really get made anymore. And that's the like clearly made-for-television silly horror movie. <laughs> okay. The premise of Cube, if you're not familiar, is it's about a group of people, random, random strangers, who find themselves in a maze with no memory of how they got there. And the maze is a, a network of three, like a three-dimensional maze of cube rooms. Mm-hmm. So there's doors in the centers of each of the six walls, and that leads to another cube and another mm-hmm. cube, et cetera, et cetera. But some of those rooms have deadly traps in them. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's no food or water around, and so they realize that they need to escape this maze or they'll die of starvation <laughs> or they'll die from these deadly traps. Uh, and I really loved watching it because, like I said, it's it felt like the kind of movie that doesn't get made anymore. It's very uh, overacted. <laughs> the special effects are like just just fake enough that makes you 
convinced, but still maybe appreciate the craft behind them. <laughs> and the 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 dialogue gets kind of uh, nerdily philosophical when they're talking about why do they find themselves in this cube maze. Oh, I love it. Maybe that. they put themselves in the maze. Maybe uh. it's society itself that is a maze. Oh. That kind of thing. Oh, right. Of course. It, it was just such a joy to watch. I as I as that. I watched these people slowly fall to the deadly traps. Um, which was not really the heartwarming part. <laughs> but it was all part of the experience. But the the moment I wanted to shout out was the very beginning. The very first thing we see is a, a man <laughs> who whose name I don't remember for reasons uh, that will become clear shortly. He finds himself in one of these cube rooms, and uh, he's very confused, and he takes a couple steps forward, and then there's a, a sort of metallic noise, and he freezes in place, and then you see lines of blood... <gasps> become visible on his face and then his body his entire body collapses like lego cubes uh. <laughs> and this metal fence swings into place and you realize that this this grid of oh wires has sliced through him oh. <laughs> in the most ridiculous way possible oh my God. like why would you construct a maze to kill people with like wired fence? it's so oh it's so God. silly and so stupid but it's great. I, I love, love it. It's that. it's so uh, it's a joy to watch. <laughs> just cube singly. Cube singular. cube. It came out in 1997, directed okay. by Vincenzo Natali. All right, check wow. it out. I'm sure I'll, it's available at the end. I'll have to do that. Uh, yeah. So shall we call it a call, call it a day it? there? Yeah, I think this is a good conversation. Yeah, uh, Andy Thomas, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much Nick, for having as us. As ever, thank you for being on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to Matt in the booth. Hey, Matt. Um, thank you to the Ann Arbor District Library for hosting us. Uh, please visit the Ann Arbor, Dist- Ann Arbor District Library for any of your media needs. They're a really invaluable resource. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out online. I believe the URL is aadl.org slash behind the marquee. Mm-hmm. Send an email to the podcast. The email address is btmpod at gmail.com, gmail.com at gmail.com yeah. send mm-hmm. us your questions send us your movie magic moments mm-hmm. or just say hi to any of the guests <laughs> that regularly appear on the show I'm sure we'll pass your message along and if you want to be on the podcast <gasps> yeah 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 why not yeah let's do it can I go home and send another email just send an email in and be like, and yeah well back. you know <laughs> we'll think about it um, any, anything else I got nothing else to say Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Have Thank a good you. day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good day.